Good evening, church. Let's open our Bibles to Genesis chapter 4, and we'll start right there in verse number 1. If we can pull that up on the screen. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Now, way back in Genesis 1, God told Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply. Well, here in the beginning of chapter 4, we get to meet their children, their sons, Cain, and Cain will eventually be blessed with a younger brother named Abel. We look at verse number 2. And she again bare his brother, and Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. So uh, some time passes within verse number two, and by the end of the verse, Cain and Abel have already started to go down two separate career paths. Cain and Abel have already started to go down two different paths in life, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with this. Uh, God has blessed Cain and Abel with different opportunities. If you look around the auditorium tonight, you'll see that God has blessed each one of us with different opportunities in life. This is a good thing. We're all different people. We've all been given different opportunities by God. But because it comes from God, that is a beautiful and wonderful thing. Uh, God has provided different opportunities to each one of us. God has given each of us our own different talents, blessings, abilities. Likewise, God gave Cain and Abel their talents, blessings, and abilities. Now the question is, what will Cain and Abel do with the opportunities that God has given them And more importantly, will they do it God's way? Uh, So we see that Abel, the younger brother, he is a keeper of the sheep. It's Abel's job to watch over and protect and take care of his flock of sheep. And so Abel has been blessed with the opportunity to be a shepherd. That leaves the older brother, Cain. Cain is a tiller of the ground. God has blessed Cain with this ability to be able to grow and cultivate different vegetables and fruits and grains from up out of the earth. Cain has been blessed with the opportunity to be a farmer. This is is all good so far. We need farmers. We need shepherds. These are two very respectable professions. There's no problem here. And there's presumably no problem until we get to verses 3 and 4. And the word of God says... And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. Back then, God would have people offer sacrifices to him in order to worship him. Since God created us, and since God is the sovereign creator and ruler over the whole universe... Since God is the one worthy of the worship, telling his creation to worship him, God gets to set the standard for what that worship looks like. We cannot just worship God any old way we want. We have to do things God's way. Abel understands this, and so he sacrifices to God in the proper fashion. Abel brings forth the firstlings of his flock to the Lord, and so the Lord has respect to Abel and to his sacrifice. That leaves the older brother, Cain. Cain tries to bring the crops that he has grown out of the ground as his worship to the Lord. We look at verse 5. And the Bible says, But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. 
Cain does not understand the importance of sacrifice. Cain tries to worship God Cain's way instead of God's way. So God does not respect Cain's worship the same way that he respected Abel's worship. Well, this makes Cain wroth. Wroth means angry. Cain is frustrated. He becomes embarrassed and ashamed when he compares the results that he got to the results that his brother Abel got. And as a result, Cain chooses to become jealous of his brother Abel. I've titled the sermon tonight, Jealous, and this leads me to our first point that we should not envy other Christians. Do not envy other Christians. It is wrong for us to be envious or jealous of our fellow Christians. Remember that Abel had chose to become a shepherd. Cain had chose to become a farmer. Well, there are pros and cons to everything. And so was Abel already a shepherd? Yes. Did Abel already have sheep? Yes. Did Cain have any livestock that he could have sacrificed to the Lord? We honestly don't know. We don't know that answer because the Bible does not tell us. But we do know that there are pros and cons to everything. And so just like how Abel got to enjoy the pros of being a shepherd, Cain got to enjoy the pros of being a farmer. Like we said, there was nothing wrong with this, but Cain had to deal with the cons of being a farmer. One of those cons might have been that sacrifices did not come as easy to him as they did to his brother. Abel, though, had to deal with the cons of being a shepherd. There are pros and cons to being anything. I would add that there are not only pros and cons to being anything, but there are pros and cons to being anyone. Each one of us have a different set of pros and cons in life. So we should never be jealous of another Christian because when you're being jealous of someone, you're only looking at the pros that they have that you don't. You're not considering the cons that they have to deal with that you do not have to. Uh, There are pros and cons to anything, but we should not be jealous of the opportunities that God has given other Christians, because if it comes from God, then it is a good thing. We look at James chapter 1, verse 17. It says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. If someone else has a good gift from God, then that is a good thing. And it is wrong for us to be angry at the good that a good God has done. God gives all of us our gifts and our talents and our abilities. And so when God gives you an opportunity, God knew that that opportunity was perfect and good for you. Likewise, when God gives somebody else an opportunity, God knew that that opportunity was perfect and good for them. You cannot walk a mile in someone else's shoes because not only has God given you your own pair of shoes, but he has blessed you with your own path that you are to walk. And so it is wrong for us to be jealous of other Christians because we should love other Christians the way that Jesus loves us. When they receive a blessing, we should be happy for them. We should praise God for them. Also, we should be so adamant on thanking God for what he's given us because we are grateful for it that we do not have time to be jealous of other Christians. Jealousy jealousy is just counting someone else's blessings instead of your own. And so if God deemed it appropriate to bless someone in a certain way, 
then we have no right to question perfect God. If, if somebody does have a blessing or a gift or a result that you want, then you should be inspired, not jealous. You should be inspired, not jealous, because it is oftentimes the thing that, that we are jealous of, it is possible for you to achieve that if you would work towards it. Perhaps it's possible for you to develop the thing that you want. Uh, let's say, for example, somebody is more popular than you. Well, the Bible tells us that in order to have a friend, you have to be a friend. And so that person is probably out using their time to help with things that is giving them opportunities to make friends. Don't be jealous of them. You can be inspired to go do the same. Let's say somebody gets better grades than you. Don't punish them with your envy for being a good student. You simply need to study more. If, if someone is better than you at something, it could be anything. We'll use uh, basketball as an example. You can be inspired by their skills and their abilities. If you practice something, I'm willing to bet that you could probably get better at it. It doesn't matter what it is. If you will diligently learn something and practice it, you can eventually get closer and closer to your goal. Uh, let's say somebody has a healthier marriage than you. They're probably putting more effort into loving their spouse. That is something that you can be inspired by. Don't be jealous of their relationship. You simply need to take the initiative and start loving your spouse more. If you put effort into something, then you can probably see some level of development at it. Proverbs twenty-two twenty-nine tells us, Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. So what the Bible is telling us that, do you see someone who's diligent at learning and practicing the thing that they want to get better at? Well, they're going to, the more diligent that they are, they're going to keep getting results and get closer and closer to their goal. They are going to be on a whole nother level than the people who just whine and complain and are filled with excuses and envy towards that person who is diligent. Now, there might be some genetic things that we can't really do much about, but for the most part, anything that we get jealous of, we could start to see improvement if we would diligently practice and learn it. If someone is more advanced than you in a field, then the reality is they're probably more diligent at you towards working towards that craft. And so we might not want to accept that, but the sooner that we do accept it, the sooner that we can start to be inspired to diligently work towards whatever it is that you want to achieve. Uh, whether it is something you can improve upon or not, you must never get jealous. Jealousy is a sin. James chapter 3, verses uh, 14 through 16 tell us, But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not, and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Cain was disappointed that his worship was not accepted. But at that moment, Cain should not have become jealous. Cain should have become inspired to be more diligent at working towards the results that he wanted. And we see that this is what God tells Cain. Let's go back to our text in Genesis chapter 4. We'll look at verses 6 and 7. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? 
If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. God sees Cain is upset. God knows that Cain is not happy with the results that he is getting, and God is fully aware that Cain is jealous. But God loves Cain just like he loves you and me. God does not kill Cain. God does not strike Cain dead on the spot. God is merciful and very patient with Cain. He is clearly willing to give Cain another chance. In the future, if Cain has the faith to serve God and to do it the Lord's way, then God is going to be happy with him and respect his worship. God is comforting Cain, and God tells Cain exactly what he needs to hear. Hey, Cain, if you're diligent, then you can achieve the results that you want, but you have to do what actually works. Doing what actually works does not mean do whatever it takes, but it means to do things God's way. Because God can bless the results better than anyone. Do what actually works, Cain. Do not get jealous of Abel. Be inspired by the respect that Abel's worship received. Abel did what actually works. The system is not rigged against you. God wants us to do what is right, and he wants to help us to do it. If Cain does not get jealous and instead becomes inspired by the respect that Abel's worship received... Then the problem ends here. The next time that the brothers worship God, God will have respect for both of their sacrifices, which means that God will receive the glory and honor that he rightfully deserves from both brothers, and it means that Cain and Abel will both be blessable because they will be doing things God's way. Everybody wins if Cain repents of his jealousy, but nobody wins if Cain dives deeper into his sin. When you're jealous of somebody, you're sabotaging yourself, you're negatively affecting the feelings of the person that you're jealous of, and you're disrespecting your heavenly father because you are telling God that you think he made a mistake in who got which blessings. You're also driving your loved ones away from you. You're driving anyone away from you who you try to pull into your scheme to compete with the person you're jealous of. Your loved ones do not want to pick sides. Your loved ones do not want you to make their life harder by whatever plan you have to try to outpace the person who you're competing with in life. You will push more and more loved ones away from you the crazier you become from your envy. Nobody wins when we become jealous. Proverbs 27.4 tells us, Wrath is cruel and anger is outrageous. But who is able to stand before envy? The Bible says that wrath is cruel and anger is outrageous, but who is able to stand before envy? The longer that you remain jealous, the more unbearable it is for your loved ones to stay in your life. And the more jealous that you become, the more dangerous you make the situation for everyone around you. God saw Cain at this low point in his life, and God offered Cain perfect advice. Easy advice, too. Cain could have listened to God's word, but he did not. Cain let jealousy consume him. Cain now knows what to do. God told him the good thing to do. James 4, 17 tells us, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is a sin. Well, Cain chooses to sin. We look back at our text. 
Uh, Genesis chapter 4, we'll pick up with verse 8. And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against his brother and slew him. Very evil. Cain was so jealous of Abel that Cain killed him, his own brother. Now, we remember that Abel was a shepherd and Cain was a farmer. And there was no problem with this. This was a good thing. We need farmers and we need shepherds. This was also not what Cain was jealous of. Cain was jealous because Abel's worship was respected. His worship was rejected. But the problem was with Cain. Cain did not do things God's way. Cain disobeyed God. Cain is 100% responsible for the situation his life is in, and God told him what to do to give him another chance. But instead of becoming inspired to please the Lord with his life so that he can receive blessings just like Abel, which is what he wanted, Cain becomes envious of Abel. Cain chose to become jealous instead of inspired. Do not be jealous of other Christians. God does not make mistakes when he blesses different people in different ways. And once again, if somebody is blessed in a way that you would like to be blessed, then you can be inspired to pray to God and to figure out what to do to get closer to that blessing. Now, if you notice, we never see a record of Abel being jealous of Cain. Cain was the older brother. Cain could grow food. Cain was likely a large part of Abel's life and an important member of the family. Surely there were pros that Cain enjoyed that Abel did not. But we never see Abel become jealous of him, let alone murder him. And this leads me to point number two. Do not envy the wicked. Psalm 37 verses 1 through 3 tell us, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. God is going to take care of those who trust in the Lord and do good. If your relationship with God is not right, and now I don't necessarily mean if you're not saved, although certainly that would apply, but even if you are saved, but let's say you're not reading the Bible, you're not praying, you're not uh, attending church, maybe you're just not aware or trying to be aware of God's movement and uh, presence in your life, or maybe you're straight up living in sin, if your relationship with God is not right, you will actually start to believe that the wicked are in a more desirable position than you are. But there is nothing desirable about being on the receiving end of God's wrath. You do not want to be cut down like the grass or wither like an herb. Whether you're avoiding the lake of fire and eternal judgment, or you're avoiding being humbled in this life, the wicked are not in a position that you should envy. It might seem at times like the wicked are ahead in life, or like the wicked are being rewarded for their sin. Perhaps it might appear that the wicked receive special attention for acting up or doing what is wrong. But this pro of being wicked is short-lived and it is quickly replaced with the con. Hebrews 11.25 tells us, uh, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. There is pleasure in sin, no doubt, but it's only for a season. 
Church, we are in the desirable position. Right in the middle of God's will and right in the middle of God's perfect plan for your life is where you should desire to be. Let's turn back to Psalm 37, and this time we'll read verses 8 through 19. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plotteth against the just, and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn out the sword, and have bent their bow, to cast down the poor and needy, and to slay such as be of upright conversation. Their sword shall enter into their own heart, and their bows shall be broken." A little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. You need to be on Jesus' side. If you have aligned yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ, then you are in the desirable position. Because one person standing for God is more powerful than the whole world standing against him. That is because, not because that person is powerful, but because God is all powerful. And think about it. You're not going to envy someone in a less desirable position than you are. Realize that the wicked need to repent and believe. They need to turn to saving faith in Jesus Christ. We should be evangelizing the wicked, not envying them. If someone is bragging about the pleasures of their sin, they are bragging about a short-lived pleasure, which will soon be followed by death and destruction. That is nothing to be impressed about. God punishes sin because God is righteous, meaning he has to make things right, and sin is wrong. Now, Jesus has already provided the way to make things right eternally for our souls, but God will chastise sin in this life in order to make things right and to make us right by correcting us. Cain had sinned. Cain became envious, and Cain acted wickedly by slaying his own brother. And God punishes Cain for this. This leads us to the final point of the night, uh, point number three, how to defeat jealousy. Jealousy, or envying somebody else, is a sin that can lead to very dire consequences. Galatians 5, verse 21 tells us, Envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in the past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, this does not mean that if you ever get jealous that you are not saved, but it is pointing out that a life full of envy towards others could be categorized as a trademark of an unregenerated and sinful life. Do not be jealous of other Christians. When God blesses someone with something, we should be happy for them. We should genuinely rejoice with them because we love them, even if we did not receive the same blessing as they did. 
We serve a loving God who loves us just like he loves them, and so there is nothing to be jealous of. We should be very happy for others when God blesses them because what you feel for them should be love and not envy. Uh, in John 13, verse 35, Jesus says, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Jealousy cannot be a trademark to a follower of Jesus' life because love is a trademark to a Jesus follower's life. And love and jealousy cannot go hand in hand. 1 Corinthians 13.4 says, Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Think about someone who you really love. You pray for that person. You want God to bless them. And when God does bless them, you are happy for them. You rejoice with them. You're not jealous of that person. Remember that jealousy is just counting someone else's blessings instead of your own. God has blessed each of us in different ways, and you need to be thankful for what God has given you. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18 tell us, Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. If we are supposed to give thanks in everything, then we should be thankful to God for the blessings that we receive, and we should also thank God for the blessings that other people receive. Being thankful is the cure to envy. I might add that if you are not thankful for what God has given you, he can take it away from you. Remember that Abel was a shepherd and Cain was a farmer. God blessed Cain with the opportunities and the knowledge and the skills to grow vegetables and fruits and grains from out of the ground. But instead of doing things God's way, Cain became jealous of Abel. Cain was not thankful for his blessings. And if you are not thankful for what God has given you, God can take that away. Uh, let's finish the account in Genesis chapter 4. We'll look at verse number 9 first. And uh, the word of God says, And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? Cain is not thankful for what God has given him. He is not thankful for his talents, and he is also not thankful for his own brother. When you are jealous of someone, you are not being thankful of or for that person. Cain is not thankful for his own brother, and he shows no remorse for killing him. But God, of course, knows what has happened. And Cain will not get away with his jealousy and his ungratefulness and his hatred for very long. Remember, God punishes the wicked. Do not envy them. Let's look at verse number 10. And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. Verse 11. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. God made Cain a farmer, but Cain became jealous of his brother. Okay, Cain, you're not grateful for the opportunities that God has given you? Verse number 12. When thou tillest from the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. Now, does that mean that Cain will never be able to grow anything again? Or does that simply mean that he will not be able to do it with the ease and the blessing and the joy that he once had? I honestly don't know. But we do know that it will not be the same. Cain did not consider Abel, Adam, Eve, or any other sibling he might have had 
And now God says to Cain that he will be a fugitive and a vagabond. Cain was ungrateful for his gifts in agriculture, and now he cannot grow food. And Cain was ungrateful for his family, so now he is a fugitive. He's on the run. And he's a vagabond. He has no home. He is going to roam place to place. Cain used to be a farmer, but the last thing that Cain ever reaped was exactly what he sowed. Uh, Cain had taken someone else's life, and now Cain will never grow life from out of the ground the way he used to be able to. Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 through 10 tell us, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Do not envy the wicked, because remember, they are sowing to the flesh, and they need evangelized, not envied. And do not be jealous of other Christians, because we just read, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. So what should we do if someone does have a blessing that really inspires us to achieve the same result? Well, first of all, pray and ask God for it. Philippians 4.6 tells us, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. If you truly have a request for God, then ask Him for it. God cares about you, and He will answer your prayers one way or another. Secondly, if the thing you want is something that can be cultivated, then start working towards it and pray for God to bless your results. I've never seen someone practice the piano every single day and not become a good piano player. I've never seen someone set aside time every single day to learn about money and to study investing and not become more financially literate. I have never seen someone eat right, get enough sleep, work out regularly, and not achieve fantastic physical condition. We might not have what we want because we are not asking God for it, And we are not showing God that we are serious about achieving it. If you are inspired by someone else's blessings, but you do not know where to start or how to begin, then you can pray for wisdom and pray for God's help and keep praying until you receive it. James 1.5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. We have plenty of avenues to help us to be blessed, that we have no excuse to be jealous of someone else, whether we get every single blessing we want or not. So let me ask you guys a question. Do you believe the Bible? Do you believe all of the Bible? Well, what about Psalm 8411, which tells us, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Did you catch that? It said, no good thing will he uphold from them that walk uprightly. There is nothing that would be good for us as Christians that God is withholding from us. So if God does not let you have something you want, that means that God knows that you should not have that thing right now. The thing you want might be a good thing. There might not be anything wrong or sinful about it. And God might give it to you later when the time is right for you to have it. But if God does not let you have that blessing right now, that means that God has something better for you to do, at this point in your life anyway. 
You can pray for it, and if God sees that it's good for you to have later, then he will give it to you later. Cain never needed to sin. Cain never needed to get jealous and murder Abel. Cain needed to listen to what God told him. We look at James uh, chapter 4, verse 2. It tells us, Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight in war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. God blesses us all in different ways and at different times all throughout our life. Uh, I'll end with this analogy. Popcorn is prepared in the same pot, under the same heat, in the same oil, but the kernels do not all pop at the same time. The people around you may pop before you, but your time is coming. Life has ups and downs for everyone. And so in all honesty, we will all have multiple times in life when we get to pop. God, God can make sure that your blessings come to you, and God is going to give you those blessings at the right time. So stop comparing yourself to other people. Your next turn to pop is coming. We, we never have a good reason to be jealous of someone else.